The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Alrighty, let's say we get this shindig on the road, shall we? Hi, I'm Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, at Top Two Guys Smoke Shop here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We usually do a show once a month at the beginning of the month, but because of the Methuen election and all the, the controversy and the attention surrounding the Methuen elections, we've been doing debates every week. We did the Central debate, we did the At-Large debate, uh, we did the West End debate, and now we have the mayoral debate. We are lucky enough to have all four members of the, uh, all four uh, people who are running for mayor of Methuen. On September 17th is going to be the preliminary election. Now, let me tell you guys at home that the preliminary election is just as important as the regular election. A lot of people stay home in the primaries. They say, oh, I'll just vote in the regular. But if, if your candidate or the, the best candidate or who you think is the best candidate doesn't make the primary, then it just, uh, you, by the time you get to the final election, it's kind of a, a fait accompli. So make sure that you vote in the primary. It's very important that you vote. I'm still very upset that Methuen cancels primaries. Lawrence just canceled the primary. Uh, there's no primary in the uh, school committee race. There's no primary in the East District race. There should have been a primary. They should have held a primary. So if somebody wanted to write in on stickers, get their name on the November ballot, they could have had the opportunity to do that. Uh, we'll talk hopefully a little bit about that as we go. I want to thank our sponsors. Boy, if you had told me two years ago when I started this show that I'd be doing a debate with 11 paid sponsors, I never would have believed it in, in, in my life. Uh, and I didn't make one phone call either. These are all people that called us and said, we love the debates you've been doing. We want to sponsor. So let's go through them quickly. And if you guys can just you know find a way to work in some of the sponsors into your answers, that would be great. You know, It's just free, free press for the people who are paying for the time. Because I buy this time. How this show works is I buy the time. And so if I don't have a sponsor, I eat it out of pocket. And, I, and also, we have a great producer, uh, Ed Sullivan, here, who also has to get paid. So um, Royal Screen Printing, Andy Guy, he did all of our uh, Valley Patriot T-shirts. We're actually going to be having some hats made up. Uh, I do business with him, so he's Valley Patriot approved. Uh, if you need T-shirts, hats, any kind of uh, logos on bags or anything, Royal Screen Printing in Methuen. Patriot Pest Management. Everybody's watching the TV lately, all the news about the Tripoli hysteria, the Tripoli scare. If you, want, if you need somebody to spray your yard, to spray your property, Patriot Pest Management, they're a local company, and they spray for mosquitoes. The Clean River Project. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Clean River Project today. Uh, Rocky Morrison at the Clean River Project is a sponsor. Um, Brian at the, at the Your CBD Store, 73 Main Street in North Andover. Um, I, as most of you know, I have a joint condition, and, uh, and I've been using the CBD, not the oil, but the cream to put on for my hands and for my, uh, for my knees, and I can tell you that I'm noticing a difference. The Zanny Pesci Law Office, you guys know I get sued a lot, right? And, uh, and so uh, I'm always on the lookout for a good lawyer just in case the next one starts to drop. So if you guys have any legal problems, make sure you call the Zanny Pesci Law Office. Uh, Lance Morassi, the dog. Lance Morassi, the dog, gave us $200 because he wanted me to ask a question about dog parks, so be ready for that. Um, A&M Auto Body over there, our friend Angelo over there, something happens to your car and you bring your car over to him, he'll make it look good. Uh, he's on South Broadway in Lawrence. I don't know if you guys know, but when I was driving around chasing Mike Samad one night, chasing police calls, some guy T-boned me and spun me around and took out both my doors on the passenger side. 
I had my car towed over to A&M Auto Body. Two weeks later, I got it back. You couldn't even tell it was in an accident. That's how great the job is that they do. And also, our good friends at Martino's Towing. Uh, Martino's Towing sponsors almost everything we do. They sponsor our, ba- our charity bash. They give money for our scholarships. And they very rarely ask for anything in return. In fact, usually they say, don't even thank us publicly. We just want to help. So I want to make sure that uh, if you have any kind of towing needs, that you get to Martino's Towing. The rules are really simple. Uh, there are no rules, except no reading. I watched you guys last night. There's no reading because um, it's a debate. And we want you to have, talk off the top of your head. And we want people at home to see how you think, how you process, and how you interact with people. Um, I'm going to throw out a topic like in all the other debates. And I'm going to encourage you guys to kind of talk to, talk to each other. Uh, one of you may say something. The other one might disagree with it slightly. And I want you to talk to each other, not necessarily to me. I'm only going to step in if someone's not getting enough time or if someone's getting too much time or if I think somebody says something that's like way over the line and needs clarification, I'll jump in. Otherwise, this is a debate for you guys. This is not a debate for me. This is a debate for you. I'm sorry. I missed one. Neil Perry for mayor is also sponsoring the debate tonight. I don't know how I, I skipped over you, now, Neil. I apologize. Okay. Neil Perry for mayor is also sponsoring the debate. Uh, and if you want to sponsor our future debates, please get in touch with us on Facebook or at valleypatriot.com. So the rules are real simple. I'm going to throw the topic out. Um, I, there's no time limit. But just kind of be respectful of the time. And the reason I do that is because there might be one topic that you might want to spend a lot of time on and another topic that I thought you might want to spend a lot of time on, but you don't. And so I'm just going to leave it up to you guys as to what we get through. Before we start, uh, Dan Shibula from, from the far right. Uh, your, far, your far right. Dan Shibilia, uh, Jen Canan, Neil Perry, Don... Riccio. Riccio, sorry. Just, sorry, brain freeze. Uh, Don Riccio, they are running for mayor. Two of them will go on to the November final. Why don't each of you start, and we'll, we'll just start at the far end with Dan. Um, just introduce yourself. Tell people why uh, you're running and why you want to be mayor of Methuen. Hi, my name is Dan Shabilia. I am running for mayor of Methuen because I feel that the regular folks of Methuen, like myself, need a voice at City Hall. I got involved during the budget fiasco a couple cycles back by just taking the budget, doing the math, and presenting it to people. I started answering questions, and one thing led to another, and somebody said, you should run. No way, don't want to, never wanted to be a politician. But, I mean, here I am, I'm sitting here, and we're having these conversations with Tom. So, I mean... Yeah, where did you go wrong in life? (laughs) I mean, I think it was somewhere after law school. I mean, my background as an attorney... I, I think I have a unique perspective, especially coupled with my state budget and procurement experience that I can bring to the city and help clean things up. I also have no ties, no conflicts, and I've been in the city almost five years. I don't have, it's not the, the conflicts that everyone talks about, it's the conflicts you don't see, and that's what I don't have. Uh, Jen Kinnan? Hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Kinnan. I want to thank Tom Duggan for hosting this debate. Aww. And um, I'm running for mayor because I think I'm the most qualified candidate. I believe it's my experience in government and my experience in business that has prepared me to be the next mayor of Methuen and to lead our city into a better place. I am welcoming all these comments today, but if anybody has any further concerns, uh, please visit my website at canandformayor.com and to see more about my candidacy and uh, looking forward to answering some questions that the people really want to hear. Thank you. Outstanding. Neil Perry. Hi. um, My name is Neil Perry. I'm a candidate for mayor as well. I'm 61 years old and I never thought I'd be sitting here telling you I'm running for mayor. A 38-year executive at Raytheon and before that I was a bilingual school teacher in the city of Methuen for three years. Um... You know, contracted professionally with uh, governments, suppliers, contractors all over the world, have had led large groups at Raytheon, hundreds and multi-million dollars of contracts all over the world. And I think that uh, ability from a private industry perspective and the uh, approach to looking at the city like a business, you know, when I'm knocking on doors, we hear the things that people are most upset about what they're looking for. And what they're looking for is good representation honest, straightforward representation, and I, I love this city, right? I've been here all my life, and I have no plans to go anywhere, so um, that's why I'm running. All right, Don, Don Riccio. I'm Don Riccio, and my background is I have a BSEE in electrical engineering from Merrimack College. While I was earning that degree, I was also working at Raytheon for 10 years as a systems test engineer on the Patriot missile, and taking care of three children. Uh, I was divorced a couple of, well, around the time I earned my degree. Uh, when my son was two, they're 29, 32, and 35 now. 
and also did an 11-year stint as a Cub Scout leader. I've been involved in other groups within the town. Uh, the, when my, I helped out at the children's school with the computer classes. And uh, you're partially to blame, Tom, while I'm here. Thank you for that. <laughs> you threw the gauntlet down saying that nobody in Methuen was stepping up. Right. Uh, I've thought about running many times for council or even mayor the last time and talked myself out of it. But with Susan, my girlfriend's support, and your th shout out for Methuen residents to come forward, I decided, and here I am. Well, thank you for doing that. Thank you to all the candidates for running. It's very difficult to run for office, to put your name out there knowing that you're going to be attacked, your family's going to be attacked, people are going to say things about you that aren't true. Most people, most good people don't want to step into this arena because of that. So the people who do step in, whether you like them or you don't, or you're voting against them, at least respect them because they're actually stepping up to help the community. No matter what you think of them, they're actually stepping up to help the community. They're actually trying to do something to help the community. So please at least do that. Um, my first question, the first thing that I want to throw out um, is um, the police contract. I just figured let's just get it out of the way right away. Right into it. The, poli the, the, police, the police contract has been uh, the, the source of a lot of conflict and controversy. And I know that among the four of you, you all have very different ideas about what actually happened and how to fix it. So what I'd like you to do is talk about what you think about what happened, but I also want you to wrap up with what you think the solution is, what you're going to do, because if, if whoever wins is inheriting this mess, because it, it's, still, it's still ongoing. We yeah. still don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to be resolved. So talk about what you think about uh, the situation and how you would resolve it, and I'll let any whoever wants to go first. So I'll, I'll step in and say... Um, Clearly, the most controversial topic is you go door to door. You know, when, you, when people answer the door, uh, 15 seconds in, you get into the police superior contract. And so I think what the city is looking for is representation. It's not really um, anything beyond that, and accountability. And I use the word accountability specifically because no one has stood up and said, you know, that they were involved in it, right? And so when you look at what the council did, they violated. Um, their own ordinance, you know, regardless who was, Section 4720, which requires them to have a financial impact statement assessment of, of a contract and a comparison of what the previous contract said and the contract they're approving included, right? That's Part A. And then Part B was the charter requires uh, a second read, and unless it's an emergency, it requires a 10-day time frame for that second read to occur. And so, you know, as you're talking to the people across the city, uh, there's great frustration over the fact that there's nobody stepping up and being accountable for it. And, and that's one of the major issues. Now, for me, what my plan would be, a lot of it depends on what happens, Tom, right? So my background in private industry is different than city government. And I'll admit that. So in city uh, private industry, you do zero-based budgeting, meaning you don't take, you know, year one and say, we're running at, you know, 80 million, we're going to run it 80, 80 plus 20% next year. You have to rationalize every expense and all the services. And I think what the plan would be, it depends on what happens with that contract because it is still hanging out there, like you said. And so, you know, if that contract goes to arbitration, then the city council would have to make a decision on what they would do, you know, in the face of that arbitration. And then any, you know, most distressing is it there's no wherewithal in the city budget this year, if it's settled this year, to accommodate any of it. Right. So um, for me personally, as somebody who's been through a lot of negotiating with countries, with uh, governments, with foreign industry, uh, I would invite the superior officers back to the table and sit down and try to negotiate a contract that works for the city of Methuen. But I say, and I'll stop after this because I know I'm rambling, um, you know, you got to separate the emotion. So my whole platform is about using facts and data versus emotion. Right. The police are not bad people. This is not about bad people. They're good awesome people. people. Right. So we need to strip that away and sit down and negotiate a contract that makes sense for the police officers and for the city of Methuen. Anyone else? Go ahead, I'll take it. So being on the city council, um, again, we had eight bargaining agreements in front of us that day with the understanding that the mayor of Methuen, Mayor Zani, went into the room um, and negotiated a contract with all the unions. They came out and all the contracts were presented as zero, two, and two, which zero, two, and two, for people who don't know, is a 0% cost of living increase. Those collective bargain agreements are pre predominantly cost of living increases with, again, uh, 
if people want, they discuss their vacation time, they discuss um, holidays. Predominantly, they come in front of us as an O2 and 2. If anything was different in that contract, um, the, the, uh, the other seven contracts, nothing happened in year two. Uh, one contract did. Uh, the people in the room who negotiated that contract, some of them who support uh, Mr. Perry, you would have to ask them what happened and why in year two of that contract did this, these numbers come out. Quite frankly, to this day, I, I believe candidate Shabilia had mentioned it. To this day, there was no direct numbers, whether they were... No, uh, the number changes every time. Never, and so it was very difficult to find out the numbers in that contract, whether it was the day of, which the council believed, nine individuals who, as mayor, when I, if I'm elected mayor, I will never do to that city council that was what was done to us. Nine individuals walked in there. The contracts were supposed to be vetted by the people who do the negotiating. And when it came to the, in front of the city council, that is what all nine councilors voted on. Now, I will say one thing. As if elected mayor, yes, I would go to the union and see if we could sit down and renegotiate a, a contract that would be suitable for them and the taxpayers. So at this point, if... if if another person wants to chime well, in. I, I want to come back and say, you know, you, what you totally avoided in your answer, oh. and, and with great respect I say this, you, you, you ignored 4720 in your answer. So council is not an honorary position. It's a representative of the people. Mm -hmm. So you, we, you can stick all the blame you want on the mayor, right? You can't mm -hmm. take credit for the good things that happen and not give some to the mayor, and then look at something like this and push all the credit, all, all the blame on the mayor, right? right. So the council violated uh, Ordinance 4720, mm -hmm. and the council violated the city charter, right? So by voting that night. And when you look at that tape, there's no dispute, there's no questions, there's no comments. And dis I get it that there were a bunch of contracts, and the meeting was dominated with the discussion of whether marijuana would be sold in Methuen. Okay. That was the prime okay. emotional well, topic of the well, night. Let, well, let's, keep, let's yep. keep on the police contract yep. then. So again, well, I had, me, Wouldn't oh, that be the solicitor's job to come through and... Again, I don't want to throw any anybody under the bus because you know what? That was two years ago. I'll, Dawn, I'll be Dawn, doing I'll, that later. I'll do it. Well, Dawn, I do. I know. And and you know what? Again, you weren't in the position that we were put in, and it's very easy to play Monday morning quarterback. No, I understand so, that. And I yes, no. Applaud you. You're, yes, you're, I don't want trying to, do to explain that. it, but yes, there so, was a. You guys were under the impression it was zero, two, correct, and two. Correct. That's what the contract should be, as far as I'm concerned. The so solicitor and I uh, forget. The, the finance auditor, auditor. auditor. Yep. they should have been the ones to point out those differences. The auditor says he told several counselors. Okay, so there's Didn't another tell thing. All, all the counselors, me, but which again, counselors did he say? Thank Go ahead, you. Jen. Thank you. So again, another misfact from Mr. Perry. Mr. Perry, you want to state fact, please state it. What the auditor said exactly, he told two counselors. He told two. And I... One of the city residents, rightfully so, came up to the podium one night while I was a chair, very adamantly said, Madam Chair, we should know who the two are. Many residents have called me and asked me who were the two. So granted, I can't force somebody to say that. So what I did was tell them, oh, I and my vice chair were not one of the two. Okay, so just to let everybody publicly, we knew that. And quite frankly, as a city councilor, knowing that I was taking a vote on something very important, that somebody just told two people and did not allow my, uh, the rest of the council the luxury of knowing that, that is why I am very upset. I haven't talked about it on the council, but I am I'm able to talk about it here. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, if I had a do-over, I will not blame anybody. My vote would have been absolutely not if those numbers that came out a year later were established very certain. And I don't even think uh, the union or anybody, because we were at meetings and they were there and they didn't realize the numbers as, according to what they said. So I think if it was brought together the right way, and quite frankly, I didn't think Mayor Jujuga handled it right, as soon as he felt like that, he should have brought in the individuals, got everybody together and brought the city together. And that is one of the things I am going to do as mayor. I feel our city is too good to look back and be stuck two years ago. I want to heal the city bring people together. We have great police, great fire, great DPW, and the city has been torn over this, and it's time to heal, and that is what I will be doing as Mayor of Methuen. Uh, Dan, Dan, I'm going to give you as much time as you want because there was a lot <laughs> Thank of... Thank you. Was a lot so of here's that. my take on the police contracts. It was botched from every direction, and I don't think anyone can argue otherwise, but everybody on that council had a conflict in one form or another, and 
I mean, you could disagree with the way the council votes. You could disagree with how they're perceived or actual allegiances sit. But none of the people that sat on that council are stupid. To think that those people read the contract and didn't understand it, I, I, I don't know if that, that doesn't sit comfortably with me. And then it's been talked about last night and in the past, you, it was presented this way from the mayor. But you also have a city solicitor that reports to the council, who's your attorney. You have your city auditor who reports to the council. That's your accountant. Nobody said anything. The solicitor dropped the ball. The accountant dropped the ball. And now we're holding the bag. And I've said this to Greg, who's, who's here. I mean, if that's the contract he negotiated, he did a hell of a job. And I want him negotiating my next contract. But, I mean, Tom Kelly jumped out of, jumped out of the burning ship with a golden parachute. And they let him. And they let him. The city mm -hmm. solicitor just got his contract renewed. Well, that's okay. Where's the accountability? We, we like him. I mean, I like him too. He's a great guy, but you, you screwed us. You didn't do your job. And if I went to work and didn't do my job, I'd be looking for a new one. Mm -hmm. They'd let me go. Where's the accountability? Where's the transparency? I mean, to say we can't find out who Tom told, I mean, with all due respect, he reports to you guys. You can tell him what to do. That's You're his boss. That's your job. He was asked. And he, again, you can't force somebody. I mean, you but you he, can't he, force him, but did. there needs to be repercussions. No, but he, he was asked. Well, you can force him. You can, you can fire him. I mean, I sat on a school committee, and if one of my department heads, when I sat on the school committee, refused to answer a question in public, I'd make a motion to remove him that night. I mean, so, they work for us, right? I work yep. for the Department of Children and Families. If I sit in the CFO's office and tell him I'm not answering your question, <laughs> I no longer work for the department. Right. And I mean, we, we let them skate. And then, I mean, the mayor didn't help the situation by squeezing the MOU through. And then, I mean. So what, what, would, what would you do, though? What would right. you do? If you become mayor, right. you're going to inherit this. It's not over. There's oh, still absolutely. court battles. There's still negotiations to have. How do you handle it? I, I think you need someone with a level head, which I bring to the table, who can get people together and have an actual conversation. The cops deserve to be paid. These officers deserve to be paid. Unfortunately, we're not setting benchmarks nationwide for the highest paid police department. People are not moving to a city because you have a police department with captains making half a million dollars a year. Everyone deserves to be paid the market rate. That's what we need to be doing. And if we can't come to that conclusion, how long do they want to ride the 2014 CBA? Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to discuss it and we need to do it with the same goal in mind. It's the taxpayers. Without the taxpayers... There, there's no money. And if we stick the taxpayers with the giant contract that we we could get by year to year, it's the pensions that's going to get us. In the Anybody back else? I, I think, well, I, I just go back and say, you know, uh, everything factually I said is true, but I'd say the, the biggest difference between city government and private industry is if you sign a contract like that at a company like the one I work at, you're fired. Right? Plain and simple. Uh, you can't stand up and say, uh, you know, I, I read it, I didn't read it, I didn't understand it. If, you know, I want to think that they didn't understand it and they should have looked to the professionals that were in the room to help them understand it. And that's the kind of thing that you do when you don't understand language in a contract or anything else. I mean, you wouldn't sign a mortgage or a car loan or anything else if you didn't understand the terminology that was in the contract. So you go to the professionals and the professionals give you advice, right? And that's the failing here is, you, you know, and, and this is not just coming from me. Remember, I'm talking about Everything I hear when we're knocking, and I'm sure, Dan, you'll, you'll verify this. When you, get, when you get into a house, you get in 10 seconds in, this is the emotional subject that comes up. The contract yep. and the lack of accountability from anybody on, on what went wrong. And so it is, we do want to move forward and we do want to heal the divides, but the contract is still sitting there, right? And we have to figure, so if, I, if, it, if it gets arbitrated, then we have to figure out how we're going to pay for whatever is arbitrated and, and still provide the level of service that the city deserves, right? That's So, yeah, when you're saying the contract is still sitting there, you're correct. It is not sitting there. It's waiting for a mayor to work with the union. And quite honestly, it should have been done even before the last, but not even... Yeah, the last budget, the 2020 budget. As soon as Mayor Jujuga came to the city council, I believe it was March 5th, uh, this 2018, and he said, we have a problem with the contract. Everybody was sitting there, what, what, which one? And he announced it immediately as a leader. You go to that union. They, again, I don't think that the union was kicking their feet up in the ear saying, oh, yay, yay, this is going on. I think that talks should have been, happened immediately before now, you watch the city council meetings in June 
when we found out about the school overspending. And then I said to the mayor's chief of staff, why are you not negotiating this and getting this ready for the, the next budget? Because we have to budget money for this department. To me, it was a lax. And, and quite honestly, it was coming from the mayor's office. They should have reached out to these individuals. You're the leader. Mm -hmm. They need direction. They need to know that we, if, if, if those never stood, we wouldn't be able to pay that. So then you get to work right away and you solve a problem. My concern with the city, I happen to be a problem solver. I've been serving city council for 10 years, solving every problem. Trust me when I tell you, this will not be the last problem that Methuen sees. Mm -hmm. Because we're a government. We work with a lot of people. But rather than harp on it for the two years... Again, we don't have the authority on the city council. State came in. We know they're here. We see their report. Work on that. The individuals will work. They want to work, I believe, with the, with, the, with the mayor. We don't get involved as councils in the negotiation. But if I was in the mayor's office, I would work with the new CAFO who is brought in here by the administration and finance from the state expert. You bring the, all the meetings of the minds and you fix the problem. And that's what I would do. Is there any money in the city budget this year to to cover any kind of settlement with the police officers. So there's money in this 2020 budget to pay the police officers as was recorded by uh, in the um, IG's report. At, the, at this point, they're being paid their 2014 rate. However, until that contract is renegotiated or established from the mayor's office, then the city is just, uh, as you said, it's just a holdover. So if the arbitration happens this fall, and some kind of settlement happens, let's say it's 3%, is there money in the 2020 budget to pay it? Not in the 2020 budget, there isn't. So, so there's no solution then? There, there has to be a solution from the mayor's office and the union. It's count, uh, but if there's no money in the budget, it doesn't matter what they agree to. The, the, you could do it retroactive in the 21 budget. You would have to, right? So, and that's my point. So that, you know, we keep looking to shift the blame, but there's, there's no accommodation for anything. Nobody's shifting the blame. So, so there's <laughs> plenty of blame to go around. The contract yep. is, is potentially could be arbitrated, right? And if it does, it will be a large problem for the city. That's the point, Well, right? to be fair, there's an arbitration clause in the contract. They, yep. they have to Agreed. arbitrate. Agreed. Agreed. Correct. Don, you've been very quiet. Yeah, <laughs> kind of out of my element on this one. All right. But um, I just think of the ball has been dropped at all levels of the government. Uh, solicitor, the council, every, everything. Everybody's pointing right. left and right. How much of each of you? How much of this debacle do you think is the fault of the mayor, current mayor, or the city council? I mean, I think uh, well, they the mayor brought it, it. brought it to everybody. He negotiated. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I mean, I think they share the blame. I think Zani as mayor. I mean, he either knew or. Well, I meant the current mayor, the current council. They inherited the mess, but they were right. in charge of solving it, and we're two years later, they haven't solved it. Oh, I think right now this sits primarily on the current mayor. I mean, yep. he, he can't negotiate much. He's got a conflict. His, his son's a captain. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's what the state ethics law says. I mean, what's he going to do? Anybody else? Mayor or city council? Who's, who's more responsible for not fixing the problem? Well, I, think, uh, I, think, I think the go blame goes with the mayor and the solicitor. Neil? So Clearly. I think the city council shares the blame. And I, you know, I think if you look at the tape from last night's forum, you'll see the counselor talk about the fact that she read and she said, I read and understood. And that really kind of caught me by surprise. Okay. So I read and understood as it was presented. In yep. fact, I have the contract. And if you would like, I, I have it. I've read it. have it. Okay, good. So as, as they teach you in contracting, when you see the word and 15 okay. times in a paragraph, Great. you should pay very close attention okay. because those are things that Great. add up over time. Okay, good. Right? So yes. Yeah, so as, as it was presented with the um, eight other collective bargaining units and pretty much the uniform parity contracts that go that go across the board. All city unions, I believe the teachers just negotiated a contract and and I believe again if there was other unions on the school side, they pretty much would get if whether it was two percent, two percent, two percent. So like I said, something happened. And again I'm if, if Mr. Perry seems to have all the answers, then ask the people that are on your campaign. They were in the room, one of the chief of staffs of the mayor that's supposed to make sure and vet everything that comes in front of the city council. Ask them, because the people of Methuen want to know. And if you don't ask them, then I believe that the inspector general's report, too, will be finding out uh, what happened in that room. So, I mean, and, that's, and that's what I think that the city, the city needs to hear, what happened in the room during the negotiation that... In, it came in front of the council, and as I said before, and I'll say it again, if after seeing what the numbers actually were, every city councilor would probably say, 
that knowing this, that they would probably say no on that contract. But you're, you're mistaken what I'm saying, Councilor. So what I'm saying is there's a city ordinance, 4720, that was passed in 2007. And in 2007, under then-Mayor Manzi and Council Chair Steve Zani, the decision was made that any labor contract that came before the council would require a financial impact statement plus a comparison of what this contract would pay to what the old contract said. That did not happen in this case. So we can shift the blame around all we want. That didn't happen. And then when you look at what the charter says, and I've looked at the charter and the new charter, mm -hmm. um, the charter says that the second read can't happen on the same night, and but it did. Right? It, excuse me. It says it can't happen in the same night unless it's an emergency, right? And and it did in this case. And and so all this, you know, finger pointing at, at people who are on my campaign or in your campaign is not, is not what we're well, talking about. Well, Owning up to well, the well, we're asking. So if you think that I negotiated yeah. the contract, I certainly didn't, and I, I was one of nine counselors who approved. Who approved? Yes, yes. and approved as it was presented. With, with, if you become if yep. you become the mayor, you are going to be having to send things to the city council, yes. and hopefully you are sending them correct information. Yes. vetted because those nine part-time people who have different backgrounds, not everybody's a lawyer. Agreed. Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> you are. And so my point is this, going forward, yes. the contract was something that was done two years ago. I wish it was done better, Mr. Yep. Perry. Yep. It was not. And instead of pointing fingers at, again, I'm the only person left yep. from that council, mayor, uh, we, the auditor is gone. I am. I have very broad shoulders, and yep. I wouldn't be you, sitting in this chair. You're personalizing it. And no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not personalizing. Uh, no. Well, right. So I'm the just, council I is not just, an oh, honorary Ms. position, Mr. Doug. And I just think I have the yep. floor so I, rather than being talked. Well, I mean, I, I am allowing you guys to talk Thank to you. each other. We but, can, go ahead. and he can respond. But my point is, there was it, 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 it happened, and same thing with the school department. Again. $4 million overspending. I don't believe anybody went on a... Yeah, we're going to uh, get into that. Well, but again, I believe that there was money for the special ed mandates and there were some administrative raises. Nobody went on a world-class cruise. However, it was the policy and procedure how they did not come to the city council for a supplemental budget. So again, the policies and procedures, if I am the mayor, will be put in place that will safeguard this from ever happening again. And that is what the people that I knock on their doors, because I don't just jump out of the gate when I knock on someone's door. I introduce myself to them and say that I want to be the mayor of Methuen. I have the experience to be the mayor of Methuen. I don't try to talk on the negatives, but I said, we've had our problems and I'm here to fix them. Because I can fix them more in the executive branch than the legislative branch. So if you want to say about what was in the charter, we all understand what happened with the school side. We all understand what happened with the the police contract. That was in 2017. Let's fix it. Let's move forward and let's make the city the great city it deserves to be. And that is what I'm going to do. So all this talk about finger pointing, but nobody's talking about accountability. Be it the current mayor, the past mayor, the solicitor, the, the, the long lost auditor. Or the council. Or the, nobody's talking about accountability. Nobody has stood up and said, sorry, we messed up. Right. Nobody has been fired. Nobody has been reprimanded. And isn't, isn't that the problem? I, I bet all of you, when you go door-to-door -door here, oh, when, every door. when all of yeah. this stuff comes up, whether it's the schools or the police, there's a, there's a prevailing thought out there, and it's not wrong, that in Methuen politics, nobody ever pays a price for wrongdoing, no matter what it is. And I think that's the underlying and frustration exactly that a lot of people it. have. You're going to have a very high turnout because of that, I think. Yeah. People want accountability. And I think if they had just fired Judy Scano when she did what she did, that would, that would have been the pressure valve. And people would feel better about stuff because they'd say at least one person's paying a price for what they did. But that even that didn't happen. But I think that the way – I mean the way I see it as a, as a newcomer to Methuen politics and the way the people I'm – the way the people at the doors I'm talking to see it is it's, it's Methuen again. It's, it's the in crowd protecting their own. They're not, there's not going to be any sacrifice. Again, in state government, if something bad happens in a department, the commissioner's out. Right. They gut from the top down. We saw that with the RMV. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you see it at DCF every four or five years. The commissioner gets tossed and heads roll. Right. I mean, the city can botch a contract and everybody continues on with their day. It's just, it's embarrassing. I want to get into the scandal thing, but I have a couple of things I want to do. First, I want to thank our sponsors, Royal Screen Printing. They do all the Valley Patriot t-shirts. And by the way, if you want to buy a Valley Patriot t-shirt, they're $16. They printed my shirts too. Uh, did they really? <laughs> they, yeah. Listen, Andy Guy's a great guy and I love doing business with him. 
Very easy to do business with Patriot Pest Management with all the Triple E scares going on. Uh, if you want somebody to spread uh, spray for mosquitoes on your <laughs> property, call Patriot Pest Management. Uh, call Carl, who he's a, a, a sponsor of the of the program. Uh, Rocky at the Clean River Project. I'm going to be asking you about that uh, in a few minutes. The CBD store, your CBD store, it's right downstairs from the Valley Patriot Office, 73 Main Street, North Andover. Butter Bings, which I think is where I'm going after this because they have great hot wings. And I always judge a food place by their hot wings. And if they don't have good hot wings, I don't care how good the entree is, I almost never go back. I love going back to Butter Bings because they have excellent, excellent hot wings. The Zanny Pesci Law Office, if uh, you have some legal problems, uh, give them a call. Lance Marassi, uh, the dog. He uh, wants us to talk about dog parks today, so we're going to do that. A&M Auto Body over there. That's our friend Angelo. Angelo Memolo over there. He, he takes care of your car if you have any problems. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, uh, which I think is a great thing for Methuen and North Andover because who wants to sit at the Holy Family for four hours waiting to be seen when you can walk into AFC Urgent Care and you get seen within five minutes? I had a problem there a couple, uh, uh, at least a month ago. Um, I had an abscess tooth, and it was Sunday, and I and there was no d- dentist open, and I went to AFC Urgent Care, and they took care of me, and within like two hours, I was in no pain, which was great. And of course, uh, Neil Perry for mayor, who is here today. Um, if you're thinking about voting for somebody for mayor, he sponsored the show. But by the way, Jen Kinnan sponsored the last one, so I, I don't want to leave that out. And Martino's Towing, we love Martino's Towing because they give us money for our scholarships at our at our. Uh, our charity bash every year, and they all, and they almost always say, "We don't have to thank us. Don't put anything on Facebook. We just want to give." So we want to thank them for that too. Uh, uh, real quick, um, if you can, and if you want to spend more time on it, that's fine. But will each of you, with all the discussion of conflicts, will each of you commit tonight that if you don't win this mayor's race, that you won't take a job for the city? Absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Absolutely. I have a job already. I don't need another one. Yeah. So all, all of you say yes. yes. If you lose, you're not taking a job no. with the city. No. I work for myself. I'll just keep doing that. Excellent. So let's get, to, let's get into Judy Scandal. Um, it seems to me that the mayor dropped the ball. Everyone knows I'm not a fan of the mayor, but I think he pretty much screwed the pooch on this one on his own. Add it to the list. You had a mayor. I'm sorry. You had a superintendent who was somehow put forward to, to, from principal... Her name was put forward by a search committee. She was nominated to be superintendent, and she wasn't even certified to be the principal for 10 years when her name was put forward. Then she got the job without the license to be a superintendent, and for almost 10 years was a superintendent of schools with no license. And when that was revealed, and after it was revealed that she overspent by $4 million, and that she lied that it was all about special ed funding, which it wasn't. I can tell you for sure that it all wasn't special ed funding. The school committee sat there and had the opportunity to fire her, and they took a walk. The mayor voted against firing her. Nick DeZogui, who was running for city council, voted against firing her. DJ Deeb, who's got the nerve to run for city council after this, voted against firing her. And now she gets a platinum parachute like Mr. Kelly. Two people who were involved in wrongdoing got a platinum parachute for the rest of their life. They're going to get a, a, a paycheck. And I want you guys to talk about that because the mayor sits as chairman of the school committee. And uh, he's this mayor has left a huge mess in the school department. I know that Policies have changed. I know there's a new superintendent, but the culture is still there. And so I want you guys to talk about what happened, what you would have done to, 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 to fix it or change it, and what you think needs to be done in the future to stop it from happening again. And whoever wants All to right, jump I'll in first. Jump in. So if you remember back, she was appointed superintendent. And she was given a one-year waiver mm-hmm. to get her license in order. She had a contract. Contract expired. They renewed it. Contract expired. School committee renewed it. And they renewed it. I manage something like, I don't know, 500 and some odd contracts right now. When we renew contracts, I have to check licensure. As an attorney, when our annual malpractice insurance was due, I had to resubmit my bar card for them to get my malpractice insurance renewed. They wanted to make sure we were current. The school committee is the contract manager on this deal. They didn't do the work. And it's not just this committee. It's the past one and the one before that and the one before that and so on and so forth. They didn't do it. And the failing at doors is, what's, what was Judy's connection? And if, if you follow the, the family webs in this city, it's connected. And it's, it's, another, it's easy to see what really happened. It's, a, it's another example of inside protecting their own. And that's just, it's more of the same. And I guess that's easy for me to say because, I mean, I'm probably the farthest from the inside at this point out of anyone because I haven't been here long enough to be an insider. But there's still time. I'm, I'm good. I've got my friends. I'm not in politics to make new friends. There's still time. If the new mayor comes in and decides they want to do an investigation, either a criminal investigation or an administrative investigation, to find out what really happened and who really knew along the way, 
who may have, there may have been people who knew that went to Judy and said, look, if you don't give my kid a job, then Very I'm going to out you. And that's one of the reasons we have these laws. Right. So wh- whichever one of you is mayor, w- would you be open to, to opening an investigation into what really happened? Because the public really needs to know. And right now, there's no investigation going on. Well, the de- you don't know that. Well, I do. I, right. talked to, I talked to the chairman of the Department of Ed, um, wow. uh, uh, Jeff Riley, who said, we're leaving it to the local level. I said, so there's, no invest- there's so, nothing going on? He said, no, we're leaving it to the so, local level. So you don't know that because when the city council, um, after all the um, – issues came up, um, we penned a letter to the state agencies. Uh, many residents, in fact, if you read the IG's report, it specifically says many residents uh, had sent letters to the IG, AG, and Ethics Commission to look at everything. Well, guess what? The city council uh, formed a letter, we signed on it, and we sent it. And, and lo and behold, on February 1st, we got, and I'm just going to say, the first, the first report. We don't know right now, Tom, if they are well, if they're still here and what they are investigating, but we didn't. We took it broader. We didn't just say the city because obviously we had a problem citywide, and I and they could be there. We don't know. And everybody was was saying before this uh, February first document came out because I know it was towards the end of uh, 2018 that people were saying, "Oh, they're not here. They're not here." And then lo and behold, the February first IG's report came out. So they're not going to jump the gun. They're not going to. Uh, not be thorough. So well, what I, about at the local well, level, though? Shouldn't the local officials who are in charge of hiring and firing and in charge of the school budget, shouldn't the school committee or the mayor have their own internal investigation to see who locally in the schools, who locally politically was involved, who knew about it, who looked the other way? Did anybody get a job out of it? Did anybody get a favor so wait, out of it? You want us to self-inspect? You think we're going to self Well, and so, so, so if I could jump in for a second. I think the bigger issue, Tom, is beyond the superintendent is, you know, know, take a broader look at all the employees in the city of Methuen, right? The department heads specifically. Do they have the accreditation and licensure and degrees that are required to do those kind of jobs? Don't limit it just to to one position, right? Look at it from a broader perspective because, that again, that's what you do in private industry, right? Uh, When Dan said, you know, he has to play. So we do too in private industry, right? And you have to renew your accreditation regularly. And that's something that, you know, the company keeps up on. And if you're not, you know, keeping up your licensure, you're moved out of your position, you move to another job. And so, um, you know, I think there has to be a broader look, right, at, at who who is working in the city. And, and that's one of the reasons I haven't taken, you know, it, it's some popular in some circles and not popular in some cir- other circles. I haven't taken a cent from any city employee. And that's not because I don't respect the city employees. That's because I want to go in with my eyes wide open and take a comprehensive look at the, you know, all the employees in the city and say, okay, if you're doing a great job, you've got nothing to worry about. But we've got to take a full examination, like a forensic examination of all the employees and whether they have the, the licensure, the certification, or whatever is required to do the job, right? If you need to do a job that requires a CDL license, then you got to have that CDL license, plain and simple, right? Don, you've like, quite like, as much time as you want. I'd like to make a comment. Sure. Neil's brought this up even yesterday about the not taking any contributions from city employees. I haven't either. It's illegal. We're not supposed to have raffles. We're not supposed to accept any money from any city or state employee. So... Right there, everybody uh, should be in agreement. So, I don't so think I it's do, illegal. No, it's not yeah. illegal. Yeah. Not illegal. It is, no, it according isn't. to the no. rules I read. As a state no. employee, it is not illegal. No. I cannot accept so, donations. State employee, maybe not. Employee. But no. Yeah. The I, city employee. Right. You, you can accept it from a city Susan, employee. You, uh, Susan no. was even told. No. I'm, I'm, all right, gonna, all right. get the right. podcast going. I'm going to defend her for a minute. You can take a donation from a city employee. I've been refusing money then, I guess. So can I, again, Please. thank you. Knock yourself out. Thank you. So, Dawn, no, Susan, because Susan is a city employee. employee. And a great city employee. Excellent city employee. One of the best. Um, Underpaid. (laughs) Because she is a city employee, she is not allowed to solicit um, funds for you. In other words, um, anybody who is a city employee cannot publicly fundraise. Mm -hmm. You're right about raffles. You're right about door prizes. But, however, as a not city employee, city employees can absolutely show their support for any candidate they want. Now, I'm going to address Mr. Perry's thing. If that's his stance he wants to take, I have no problem with that, but I'm going to just tell you something about for 10 years, I have served the city, many, many city um, 
elected officials take money from the residents, whether it's $25, and now today uh, the cap is 1000 It used to be 500 I will never deprive a city employee for, for wanting to support a candidate who they have faith in. However, none of them would ever expect, nor have I ever did, if a vote or a favor from somebody that they donate to. Why would they? Uh, quite frankly, as you know, as a city councilor, you, I couldn't vote on line items p pertaining to family members. But you wouldn't see a firefighter stop giving me a donation because they know I couldn't vote for them. You wouldn't see a firefighter do that. So the point is, it's okay to take uh, donations for people who want to support you. Because quite frankly, my people who have supported me for 10 years have never expected anything from that vote other than for me to go and do a good job for the city of Methuen. And that's why I am proud to take any money from any person who wants to because it never comes $1,000 to sell your soul and that would be the maximum. It, that's not in my vocabulary. So well, I am Seth, proud to take I, that. I just want to give Don more time because I think sure, he interrupted and I think he had more to say. If you, do, if you do have more well, to say. Yeah, well, I haven't really gotten money from anybody. We had one fundraiser. All this has been funded out of my pocket. I've done all my own uh, design work to add that I put in with you. Thank you for that, by the way. And uh, That goes a long way. And the um, Methuen Life, we did those ourselves. But at least you admit you put the ad in Methuen Life. Yeah. Hey, yeah. equal opportunity employer. <laughs> <laughs> that was an underhanded shot at someone else, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be nice. That's okay. We're going to get to that. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, as far as collecting money from anybody, I wouldn't pay off even if they did want something. I would say, no, I don't want it. Now, uh, th this is a question I don't have an answer to, and so I'm actually just asking out of curiosity. Um, I go to a school committee fundraiser for someone running for school committee when Judy Scannell was here, and she's at that event, even though they vote for her contract. I, I went to a mayoral debate. It's not to, this is not to humiliate anybody. It's just to ask the question. I went to a mayoral fundraiser or a mayoral kickoff, and a city department head was there. Maybe more, but I noticed one city department head whose contract will be signed by the next mayor. Is that a conflict of interest? Does anybody know if that's a conflict? Because I was, legally, I was always no. told that it was. Right. No, legally. if it's not so a even if they, even if even if the next mayor is signing the contract of like the Correct. police chief or the Correct. or the DPW director, Under the law, they can show up no. and they can give money to your campaign. But perception well, I think people matters. show up just because they're trying to okay. make a, make their presence known. All right, I've been doing it. Okay. So let's take a step back, and though, and go back to talking about campaign finance. Okay, go ahead. When I was first getting into this whole wanting to run for mayor, I met with a lot of the old mayors. I met with a lot of the city council. I actually met yep. with Jen. Mm -hmm. And everyone told me the same thing. You're going to run for mayor. You need to raise $80,000. That's what's going to cost you to be competitive in this race. I was told 50, but... I mean, to be fair, the job pays 80. So, right. And I mean, I'm, I my wife and I, were a single-income family. We have a one-year-old and a two-year-old. I can't self-fund an $80,000 Hell, I can't self-fund a $30,000 campaign. It's not in the cards. I've got to buy diapers, not signs. But you'll see because we all have to file through OCPF, which is Correct. the state, not at City Hall. Right. So our filing is due, I believe, it's September 9th. Mm -hmm. yep. And you'll be able to see where everybody's money comes from. Correct. I, as a state employee, I can't, accept, I, I can't receive funds. I can't solicit funds. So I have a committee that's doing that for me. If my campaign is successful, it'll be the first time anyone's won a campaign in this city, or I mean, probably arguably any city, where they've done a front of 10 grand. It's unheard of. Mm -hmm. I, and I mean, you took a cheap shot earlier about the, the, the ads. My, it was actually an expensive shot. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> my group has run two ads. Uh, uh, yeah, two ads. One in Methuen Life, which was run by a friend, and her name was at the bottom of the ad, and another one in Your Paper, which was donated by somebody whose name was at the bottom of the ad. I don't, I don't have the money. To be fair, there's been no ads in the Tribune because thank they, you for that. They want a half a million dollars, <laughs> and I would need a police department. By the way, that's the, only reason, that. that's the only reason I'm still talking to you. By the way, oh, I, well, I mean, I got to find a way to fund that ad then. Right. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't support that, and I refuse to buy a political office. And that's the way politics works, not only in the state level, the city level, but everywhere. You, you pay for an office, and you, I mean, and I said it last night in my closing. You have to keep your family and friends and your donors happy for re-election. Because if you don't keep people happy, they don't donate and you can't win. And it's ridiculous and I won't play that game. So Anybody else? I'm with Dan on that. I'm not going to spend $10,000. Yeah. There's no way. You know, you're spending $10,000. <clears throat> Easily. Okay. I'm in over 10000 out of my own pocket. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, but, I mean, you know, that, that was the expectation. I sat down and took a realistic look at it, and I'm right. sure you are too, Counselor, right? You look at what it takes for, and I sympathize with Dan, with the signs and everything. Um, and for me, you know, cutting out the city donations, that's, that's a thing I did intentionally that really impacts you financially on the campaign, right? So it thrusts more on me. Fortunately, I've had a good job. Um, you know, I've lived in Methuen. I, wa I want to bring that sense of community back to the city, right? So that's kind of why I'm doing it. But it, it's it's expensive, right? It it takes money to do it. But I don't, you know, I, I react to, I don't consider it buying a campaign, right? Because I'm going into this with my integrity intact, and, and I promise no favors to anybody, right? So eyes wide open. Uh, you know, when my report comes out, I'll give you the shocker, guys. It's going to show me as the number one uh, donation person for myself, Right, but you know, uh, I should not be penalized because I did that. Right, right. because yeah, oh, I, believe oh, I wish I had the ability no. to do that. Yeah, but, Good, but yes, thank you. And and okay. nobody's penalizing you. But here's my my concern. My concern sometimes is a smokescreen. And so if you are going to say that you funded your campaign, and again, maybe that's not uh, the luxury that somebody else has. And you haven't served a day in public government, so nobody knows your record. Again, my record is impeccable, and I'm proud of it. But you're saying if you're self-funding your campaign, would you take it a step further and say that if you are elected mayor that you won't take a penny, a penny from any public employee or public union because it's very easy to put $80,000 into an account and say, well, I'm, I'm not taking a penny in the second, you know, I'm, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you become the yeah. mayor and the donations come flying in. So I've never, I, I never um, said I'm the best thing since sliced no, bread. I, I don't believe saying. I'm the know-all, right? Okay. I believe you have to surround yourself with people who support the areas that you don't know, right? And that's one of the failings in the, the current administration. I am getting donations from lots of average citizens, right? I got a card here that I keep when the mudslinging gets uh, pretty intense yeah. from a 90-year-old man who says, you know, thank you for your hard work and dedication. We truly need you at the helm leading with to the great place it was before the politicians got their hands on the treasury. And so I am getting donations. I'm like, but, but at the same time, I made a commitment in the beginning that I wouldn't take a cent from any employee, right. that commitment holds, right? When I give my word, I give my word. So, my integrity's so intact. When you, when you, ever, they may have, I'm not taking Perry. any money. Okay, that's well, first great. off, well, two is I'm just, I'm just in this for this run here. I have no desire to go on to be governor, senator, or president. If I go and I become a mayor again in two years, then I'll, I'll decide that then. But yeah. I'm only looking for this two years. Yep. I'm not looking ahead. And Likewise. So, uh, you know, so I went and met with I'm Diana not going to be taking money from anybody. Uh, uh, well, Linda Dean Campbell, Diana DeZoglio, they got, this is, uh, I'm 61 years old. I've had a career. This is about fixing the city I love, right? This is not about starting a new career as a politician, right? right? This is, I, I get to beat by one year. I feel like a youngin' up right. here. Me too. So listen, uh, the, the debate is sponsored by Royal Screen Printing. Uh, go see Andrew Guy Stefano if you need ha hats, logos on your bags, uh, T-shirts. Pa Patriot Pest Management for mosquito spraying with all the Triple E going on. The Clean River Project, uh, your CBD store, CBD oil, CBD uh, cream, and I actually use some of that on my joints, and they, they work pretty good. Butter Bings, the best hot wings in the Merrimack Valley. Zana, Zanny Pesci Law Office, and I do want to add one more thing. As we were talking about Judy Skinner, we are going to go back to it a little bit later uh, if, if we have time, but the, the uh, two people who voted to fire Judy Scannell, uh, Jana, Jana Zanny Pesci and, uh, and Jana uh, DiNatale, who's actually here today, um, I don't want anybody to think that everybody on the school committee voted not to fire her. Both because, attorneys, because by the way, took a practical view of things. Right, right. Uh, Anna Motto body over there. That's our friend Angelo. Uh, AFC Urgent Care. Neil Perry from Air and Martin Nose Towing. We've got about seven minutes before we're going to take a break. Um, so I want to just throw something, uh, something out here that uh, maybe uh, hopefully will be a little bit shorter. Um, Rocky Morrison at the Clean, Clean River Project has spent, has dedicated his entire life, because he lives on the river, to trying to clean up the river. He has pulled out over 100 cars out of the Merrimack River himself. He goes out with dive teams, and he goes down, they find these cars, and they find all kinds of like, washing machines, and they pull it up. 
he went to the mayor of Methuen and asked him for, I think it was, it was 20,000. It was pennies. It was $20,000 in order to help clean up the river in the section of Methuen. And he was basically turned down. If you guys are mayor, uh, would you work with, with Rocky? Would you help him fund some of that? I mean, Definitely. I know that there's not a lot of money in Methuen, but $20,000 yeah. is really pennies compared. Well, to there's money. enough money to buy an island. Well, to be right. fair, the island money was earmarked from the state. Yeah. And I mean, we could have used that money down at Forest Lake, but we had the residency restriction that kind of right. left us stuck on that right, one. Yeah. But Rocky didn't just go to Jujuga. He went to Zani. He went to Manzi. And I believe he even went to Pollard. And everybody's turned him down. Methuen's one of, I mean, other than Andover, we're the only one not kicking in to That's the right. Clean River Project. Yeah, Andover's not and here. I mean, I'm assuming the, the rest of you have been out with Rocky. The stuff yeah. he pulls out of that river is yeah. disgusting. Yep. That's the water we, we drink. That water goes in us. We bathe our children in that water. We bathe ourselves in that water. It's gross. But the you you guys do. I live in North Andover, so you guys, you guys bathe. No, I don't know where your water comes from. Yeah. But well, you also got the state delegation that you know did that uh, uh, recent kayak trip down the river to kind of bring attention to what they're trying to do to kind of help us with the uh, – the toxins, let me right. use the nice word. Yeah, I mean, I, they the were river. in the boat. I didn't see, I mean, I like Diana, but I didn't see her swimming down the river. <laughs> I mean, and there's a reason for that. But we're, we're one of one, a couple of cities, us and Andover, that's not, not chipping into the, to, to the, the cause. Yeah. And Rocky doesn't clean our shorelines anymore. And I've been out with him. He stops, he has programs with the homeless people where he gives them trash bags and picks up theirs and gives them new one. It keeps the river clean. He's got a scavenger hunt coming up on the 14th. So yep. The day we did it, uh, I, I know you guys did the same thing. The day we did it, we pulled out two bikes, a desk, and probably you know ten to twelve bags of trash in just like three hours. It was amazing to me, and the and smell. The, and, and by the way, the Monday morning, the fact that there's one guy doing this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And the fact that he keeps doing it, even though he's got almost no support in the Merrimack Valley, right. is amazing. And what I want is a commitment from all four of you that no matter who wins, you're going to work with Rocky to help him. That's the only promise I made. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we should change the laws of the landfill so people will dispose of their stuff responsibly. Well, that's a good point. Well, when you look at, you know. Instead of just tossing it in the river. That's a good point. You can see that sometimes people go on the 93 bridge there, obviously, and use the river like it's a garbage can and just dump stuff off the bridge and into the river. And that's. Because some of the laws, I mean, even town of Methuen, they close at 2 o'clock. I mean, you work till 5. How do you throw your stuff away? They're only open till noon on Saturdays or or 2 o'clock on Saturdays. Anybody else? Oh, I'm sorry. I think we're done. That, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I, th- I think, um, and, and I think Methuen is now designated a green community, right? And there's a lot of different things. The river is one of them, but there's a lot of different things that we could do, right? And some of it is about restoring the community sense of what we have and and bringing it back, right? And and there was some good work done on, you know, cleaning up certain sections of the city, but you know, we should take some of the buildings and make them you know, renewable resources, convert them, because there's all kinds of grants that are available for green communities to kind of do that kind of thing. So I would say sustainability um, is is a much broader topic, right? We need more trees in Methuen, right? We've done so much development. Trees are good for the atmosphere, and, and you know, they help all of us. They not only keep it cooler, but they release oxygen into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff we need to start doing. Can so, I build on that before so we move on? We've got a yes from everybody, though, before yes. you yes. Yes. Definitely yes. on Rocky. I want to yes. build on that before we move on. I was down today in the Buco's lot. The Where? Buco's lot? Yes. They've got that old house. You're talking about regenerating these buildings. That house that's on his property, he can't knock down because it's deemed historic. It's dilapidated. It's falling apart. You can't live in it. It's in shambles. Methuen has all these great properties that we want to, we're, we're green now, but we're not doing anything with what's around the green. I mean, we don't have a lot of green left in the city, but what are we doing with these properties? We're so big on historic preservation, but we're, we're not preserving. We're, we're preserving from demolition, but we're not preserving to restore. Right. And I mean, I mean, let's not to pick on Billy, but you look at Billy Manzi's liquor store and I mean, other than you having your campaign in there and the other people, it's got structural issues. Nobody, nobody wants to buy that. He doesn't own that anymore, by the way. No, he does. No, oh, he, he still does? does? Yes, I thought he, he sold it. No, he no I think he got it. He, he inherited when his dad passed away. I, I believe anyways. I but yeah, I mean. I'm always going to defend Billy Manzi. I don't care what it is. I like, I like him. He's a, he's a nice guy, but I think the, with the, picking on the building. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I think with the new 40R that is down there, that was, is going to give the opportunity um, of re- renovating or replacing that. When you say 40R, you mean the zoning? Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's for the people at home yes, who don't know. Yes, the 40R zoning. And so hopefully, again, bring some, you know, more business foot traffic down to that Hampshire Street area. All right, listen, we've got about, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And what we are going to do for those of you who are watching, 
We're going to kill the live stream, and then we're going to start another live stream for the second hour. Uh, there's a number of reasons why, why we're going to do that, it, 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 and well, I'll, I'll explain it later on on Facebook. Uh, but we want to thank Royal Screen Printing, Andrew DiStefano, great guy, great guy to do business with. I'm happy to do business with him. Patriot Pest Management, uh, if, you have a, 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 if you have a concern about Triple E and you want spraying on your property for mosquitoes, they will take care of you. Rocky at the Clean River Project, your CBD store in North Andover. Bada Bing's the best hot wings in the Merrimack Valley. Zanny Pesci Law Office. The next time I get sued, I'm using them. Uh, Lance Morass, the dog, and we're going to ask that question when we come back. Uh, A&M Auto Body over there. That's our friend Angelo. AFC Urgent Care. Neil Perry for mayor. And Martino's Towing. We will ask that question when we come back. They've been kind of getting screwed by the city for a long time. Um, Stay tuned. We're going to be coming back for part two. If you're watching this on a rerun uh, and you're, or you're watching it on a watch party, as soon as we end, I will start another watch party for part two or I'll post another watch party for part two. We want as many people to watch these debates as possible because who represents you is very important to your property taxes, to your personal taxes, to your quality of life. We have Don Riccio, Neil Perry, Jennifer Canan, and Dan Shabilia, all running for mayor. Two of them are going to go forward after September 17th to the November final. And we will be back after this very quick break. Thank you, Ed Sullivan, our fine, fine producer. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.